Hey, this is George, and you're listening to Intercom on Customer Engagement. Episode 3, What Makes an Effective Message? When was the last time you got a message from a business that you actually enjoyed? I bet there aren't many that you find memorable. In the hands of lawyers, executives, and HR departments, business communication has been diluted to buzzwords and colorless expressions. Words are treated as an afterthought, the primary objective being to offend nobody. Harsh, maybe. True? Take a look at your inbox, and I think you'll agree. If you work at a fast-growing startup, improving your writing might look like a tedious or frivolous task. But knowing how to fashion an interesting and intelligent message is crucial to communicating effectively and ultimately growing your business. Regardless of the type of message you're sending, there are five fundamental traits every message should have. Let's talk through them. Number one, get to the point. When you get to the point quickly, your messaging instantly becomes clear. That means your writing is easier to understand, easier to retain, and more enjoyable to read. And all of that makes your readers happy. Richard Lanham, author of the classic text, Revising Prose, calls this the lard factor. There are the unnecessary words in a sentence that aren't doing a job, have the tendency to confuse rather than explain, and generally get in the way of your message. According to Lanham, business prose ought to be verb-dominated, lining up actor, action, and object in a causal chain and lining them up fast. Put even simpler, business communication should be action-oriented, clear about what action it wants to take place, and quickly explain what that is. Fluffy marketing language is far less effective than directly telling people about things like the improvements you've made to your product, which might sound like it's now 20% faster. Piquing their interest by telling them about their account, something like, since you last logged in, five of your friends have signed up, or offering them an incentive to come back, along the lines of, give us another try, and we'll knock 25% off your bill for the next three months. Number two, add a personal tone. We've all become experts at ignoring messages that aren't meant specifically for us. In the same way that banner blindness has trained us to ignore animated ads and over-designed pop-ups, generic and impersonal emails don't get much of our attention either. To keep things personal, address people by their name. We've all been annoyed when we receive a message from a business we've been dealing with for a long time and it opens with, Dear Sir or Madam. At Intercom, we start most of our messages with a simple hi and a first name, which falls back to hi there, if for some reason we don't have their information. Message style is important too. Consider how you treat a plain text email sent from an actual person's account compared to a polished marketing mail shot from a corporate account. The best advice here is to pick a style to match your tone and intent. Not everything should feel one-to-one and personal. For example, if you want to announce a new feature and put your best foot forward, then do so with beautiful screenshots, engaging copy, and a remarkable design. When we're selecting the style of message to send to our customers, we most often use an in-app chat-style message or a simple plain text email because they feel handwritten and direct. We know they're likely to get better engagement than something that looks like it was sent to the masses. Now, a word of warning here. It's possible to be too personal when you don't know the customer. No one likes over-familiarity from folks they've never met. The tone you should aim for is akin to leaving a voicemail for the aunt that you've only met at a family celebration. Warm and friendly, but respectful about what you don't know. Number three, make it relevant. One of the basic tenets of communication is that the more you try to appeal to everybody, 
the more you end up connecting with nobody. To land effectively, your message has to be specific and appropriate to the user. Let's say you've just launched your photography app and have acquired those all-important first 100 customers. All of these signups share an interest in your business, but they're not necessarily interested in the same thing. Some will want to know about your shutter speed and focus settings. Others will be interested in your dancing hot dog filters. Your job is to tailor your message to both types of users. A powerful feature for creating personalized messages is to include custom attributes in each message specific to each user. For example, you could contact everyone who's nearly reached storage capacity in your photo sharing app and let them know exactly how much space they have left. Or you could message users who have incorrect integrations. Maybe you could mail your customers about their incomplete orders, or you could message your customers about their unfinished projects to nudge them toward completion. Number four, always be polite. You have absolutely zero leverage for negotiation inside someone else's inbox, so be sure to never come across as arrogant or rude. A few things to remember here. First of all, be respectful. Your users have given you permission to email them, but don't abuse their inbox. Depending on the nature of your app, they're there to enjoy themselves, complete a job, or save time. They're not there to hear about what you've been doing or what they can do to make your life easier. Secondly, don't shout at your customers. People have long used capital letters to set text apart and convey its importance. Don't. It comes across as rude, leading people to tune you out, just as they would in real life. And it's not just all caps. Extreme fonts, red text, and overuse of bold all feel too in your face. As a simple rule, write to your customers in the same way you would talk to them face-to-face. Next, don't overuse business jargon. Throw in too many industry-specific buzzwords or acronyms, and your reader will assume you're on autopilot, or worse, they won't even understand what you're saying. It doesn't take much to get this right. Simply avoid all businessy, robotic language, in favor of sounding friendly, natural, and personal. Finally, be sure to consider cultural and regional differences. You wouldn't send a message to a business customer in the U.S. on the 4th of July, so be aware of major holidays in other parts of the world where you might have lots of customers. What might be an oversight to you could display a glaring lack of insight. Number five, speak consistently. Voice and tone aren't always big issues in the early days of a startup. The founder or co-founders are usually handling all customer communications, or at the very least, the entire team is huddled around the same table. In those days, having a consistent tone in your messaging isn't too difficult. But as your company grows, it becomes more and more difficult to keep everyone singing from the same hymn sheet. The more people there are in your company, the harder it is for consistent communication to succeed. Think of it this way. A startup consisting of two co-founders has only one two-way line of communication. But after two more hires, that's six separate connections within the company. Scale to eight employees, and you're looking at 28 different connections. You get the idea. So what's the key to staying on the same page? Having a company-style guide helps ensure a consistent voice in your messaging. Companies like MailChimp and Slack have shared theirs publicly, which are worth reading before you prepare your own. Tone is more subtle and depends on the context of the message. As you're writing, consider the reader's state of mind. Are they relieved to be finished setting up your product? Are they confused and seeking help through your customer support? Are they disappointed to have reached the limits of your free plan? Once you have an idea of their emotional state, you can adjust your tone accordingly. 
Now that you're writing messages with these five key characteristics in mind, it's time to master the anatomy and build of your messages, the subject line, your call to action, and everything in between. That's what we'll examine next. This has been Intercom on Customer Engagement. 